Go get it if I want it Gotta make to myself a promise I won't quit, keep going till I got it I won't give up till I'm on top Yo, no, I ain't the type to give up If I do something, man, I do it till I get what I want I turn a business out of nothing into something I love I got a poker face, but honestly, I'm not one to bluff I flip a switch, never miss, man, I always stay up Don't let them see you, bitch, always have a plan to stay tough This life ahead of you ain't easy, it was built to be rough But that's what makes a personality Hello and welcome to Incoming. I'm your host, Margie Avery. Any of you have listened, you know that I delve into topics, try to be honest, current topics that I try to be honest about, I try to be positive about, I try to share my experience of how you can deal with them, what has worked for me, what might work for you. And today, I'm going to talk about one that just keeps popping up in the news, and it's always been in the news my whole life, but it's about women's rights. It's a topic for you, right? Let me tell you something. I was a biracial woman in the 1960s when I was born. I've lived my entire life that way. And I'm not the only one, not that unique. I'm not that special. But I do have a perspective on it that you get from that. I was not liked and had to prove myself from many corners. But one of the things that I often hear said, let's talk about just in a career. People talk about all the time that I've heard these, read these studies and heard these people say that, you know, one of the reasons that there's a pay inequity between men and women is because women don't ask for it. And I have to tell you something, I have found that to be true quite often for myself and other people that I have watched in their careers. Women that I know that do get ahead and get a little bit further and they're kind of equal with the guys in the room are the ones that literally stand up and ask for it. Can it really be that simple? The answer is yes, to a large extent it is. Women tend to doubt themselves a lot. They tend to have that imposter syndrome thing that I've talked about where they really don't deep down believe that they deserve to be there. I don't know what causes the difference. I don't even care what causes the difference. I don't want to waste time out of my life or yours delving into that. Let's just talk about solving the problem. When you have worked someplace for, let's say, a year, and you have not received a raise, and you feel that you've performed properly, and no one's saying anything about a raise, do not be afraid, as I'm going to be doing in the next week, to send an email to your boss or to call a meeting with your boss, whoever it is that's in charge of you getting a raise, and to ask for one. It's highly unlikely they're going to fire you for asking for a raise. Now, how you feel if you're turned down and what you do next is a different story. But what is it really going to cost you? To be your own advocate, speak up for yourself, and ask for what you think you deserve. I've hung around a year, and in today's job market, that in and of itself is a feat worth rewarding. But in addition to that, list what you have brought to the company, however small you may think it is. List the fact that you do your job every day, which many people don't, and ask for what you think you deserve. And if you don't get it, ask why you're not getting it. And if the reason isn't a reasonable answer, you don't have to have a fit. Go on about your business and start making plans to go somewhere where someone does appreciate you for what you think you deserve. Also, you know, don't play the dumb games of, I got an offer from somebody else, so are you going to match it? Because that's just daring someone. That's It's not really an appropriate way to do it. If you do, in fact, have an offer from somebody else, just keep that tucked in your sleeve. Prove your value in other ways. Same thing in relationships. Men don't have as big of a problem as women in speaking up and saying, I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. I need something else. 
Women are not always so good about that. It comes out in different ways. We get angry. We complain about other things, not what's really bothering us. So before you open your mouth and say anything, think about it and then say what's really on your mind. But first you have to figure out what's really on your mind. Then you get into the topic of women's rights. Now, one of the things that I've seen lately that's really a hotbed issue is people who are, I think the appropriate term is transgender. They have, you know, their birth sex was male. They are now living life as a female. They have become a female. But this issue of them being involved in female sports. And I have to tell you, we can all take a stand. I don't care what sex you want to be. I don't care that you changed your gender identity. But I will tell you this. What are you doing in women's arenas? And how come we're never hearing? If you thought about this, we are never hearing about women who have birth by birth a a woman and they have decided to become a man. We never hear about them over in the traditional boys clubs now competing in that way. Why is that? Because that's the real big question here. We're hearing about men who are taking over what women fought very hard for. Very hard. They're becoming, you know, the Sports Illustrated Athlete of the Year, Female Athlete of the Year, You know, someone I just saw the other day was the, it was born a man, became a woman. Now they were the first woman to receive some award in Hollywood. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. When a woman, you know, transfers into being a man, she has to take a lot of steroids and things like that to bulk up. A man still pretty much has a man's physique, which scientifically is more muscle mass, higher bone density, a lot of things that make a man uniquely different than a woman in terms of strength and ability. And you still have those, even though you're identifying as a woman. And in some ways, these movements, in order to give that group of people acknowledgement, recognition, and rights, you're taking away another group of people women, their rights that they fought very long and hard for. It's just something to think about. Because it's, again, one group giving up rights so that another group. And again, my big question is, why am I not hearing? Because I know that that they're out there. I know people who were by birth a female and have transitioned into being a man. But yet, You never hear about them out there competing on the man playing field now. Why is that? And another thing, the uh, abortion. Now, my entire life, I remember when Roe versus Wade was, was put into law and I was a very young child, didn't understand it all. But my entire life, I have heard about the abortion argument. And I'm finally starting to get a grip on the legalities of it, not the moralities of it. Hear me, the legalities of it. We need to understand the Supreme Court is a court, okay? It rules on interpretation of the law based on past precedent and interpretation. They do not set law or pass law. That would be Congress. And another issue that that it kind of dovetails into this is the immigration issue that I have heard most of my adult life in politics. And again, That is not whoever the sitting president is. That is Congress. Congress has done a fabulous job of 
accepting people not understanding what their job is supposed to be and blaming presidents and blaming courts and everything else for them not doing their job. The Supreme Court's issue, and always is and always has been with Roe versus Wade, is that the legal precedent that it is set upon, the linchpin is when does life begin? Okay, that is the big argument for someone who says that the Constitution provides rights for people, all people alive. Well, when did that life begin? And you know who has to decide that? Congress. A standard has to be set by someone who actually enacts laws of this is when we say life begins. Then all the other laws can be set based upon that. So if life begins pre-birth, then the court can rule on whether or not abortions are legal or not legal, constitutionally speaking. Immigration. Congress has been asked by more presidents than I can think of off the top of my head right now to pass laws about immigration that would alleviate the whole problem with the border issues. But they won't do it because both of these things are like they used to refer to Social Security as the third rail of politics. You know, the hotline, you don't want to touch it. They can't touch that because somewhere, and they know these are very, these are issues that have strong sides on either, opinions on either side, and they don't want to take a stand and lose that whole other group of voters. So as long as you're an idiot and you think it's the president's fault, they go, yeah, yeah, look at that bad president, what he did, when it's their job to do it. Oh, look at that horrible court that that bad president put in. It's not the court. It's Congress. It's the legislator's job to put in a law about these issues. So it's not really so much about taking a woman's right away to do what she wants to do with her body. Somewhere we have to determine that child that she is carrying, when do we, as a people say, that legally became a sentient being, a separate life that may or may not need our legal protection? That's the real question. So, Another thing that's being shadowed is an attack on women's rights when really it's another legal issue that the people who should be taking a stand on aren't taking a stand on it and won't make a decision. They're standing idly by and not doing anything. And you know, I think that in my lifetime I have seen that in some ways women's rights have advanced and done really well, but in other ways... I don't know. It's like women have been their own worst enemy. Some of the worst bosses that I have ever had have been women in terms of how they treat the other women around them. I've often gotten much further ahead with a male boss than I did with a female. Now, maybe that's because I was raised by a dad who taught me these things and and worked, had me work with him in predominantly male environments, warehousing, trucking, that kind of thing. But whatever it is, that's just the facts of my experience. A lot of women are like many other people. When they're put in a position of power, rather than using that power to advance those behind them, they begin like act, you know, acting like every other person in power that they despised. The power goes to their head and they become the oppressor rather than going, wow, I finally have a platform in which I can help someone. And it sets everybody back. You still get a lot of issues with men in the workplace, feeling the need to mansplain. 
not treating women or deferring to women exactly the same as they do the men in the room. But it's interesting. They do it now in a different way and for different reasons. Maybe they used to think that women weren't as smart, you know. But now I think it's more they're almost afraid to enact with a woman that way for fear that they're going to be accused of, of, of wronging her in some way. None of the good old boy talk, but, you know, because, oh, my God, I might offend her. Oh, my God, I might, you know, they're so afraid to do anything. But some of it is just still baseless. You know, they defer to the man in the room rather than the woman in the room. And, you know, I mean, but again, it, it still goes back to someone can only treat you how you let them treat you. And you have a lot more rights now to speak up and advocate for yourself in a meeting, in a workplace, wherever it may be and demand to not be treated that way than you did years ago. In the 1980s, when I first started working in an office, it was it was like the, the television show Mad Men. I mean, it truly was. And that was in the 80s, not the 60s when Mad Men was set. And it has evolved in some ways that's better than that. I mean, you know, women are allowed to show bare legs without pantyhose. They are allowed to wear open-toe shoes. You know, I mean, you couldn't, you really couldn't do these things before. You had to wear a bra. It's just nonsense, really nonsense. But then, you know, on the other hand, men were required to wear a tie, so they didn't like that. But either way, it has become better in some ways. But on the other hand, you know, women now, again, they they do like to sometimes play the woman card to get something. And sometimes... Everybody leans a little too hard into these laws that were put in place for good reasons to protect people. It's just a way to wrangle around a rule. And that's, that, that doesn't help the case for anyone. But I do, I do think that we've come a long way for, for, for all the, the press that says otherwise. I think that we've come a very long way when you really, really look back at the history of feminism. I think that we have a long way to go. I think that women do have to become more respectful of themselves still. And, and, and the ball is, is very much in their court because, again, in the 1980s, those women wouldn't have been able to speak up and, and say the things that you can now and to demand that kind of respect. They really couldn't. They had little choice but to go along with the game in order to keep their job. And that's honestly not how it is anymore. You can speak up. You can advocate for yourself. And I think in some ways more women need to do it in an appropriate way, not in a way that's just banging your drum to get attention or to get away with something. I also think that, you know, especially, I have to go back to the, the money difference. I know a lot of women that really do not advocate for themselves. They And the other thing that I've read and I've seen happen is that women tend to lowball when they do ask for a raise. And, you know, I, I still, I, I'm mystified by why it is that men are so much better than that, at that. I don't know. When I was growing up, I would say it was because men were more involved in competitive sports and competitive environments, so they were comfortable in that. But I think that it's pretty equal as far as women go now. I mean, it's very common for young girls who have been raised in competitive sports and to understand that. So maybe it's just a man-woman thing. But you know, when you go out there and you're working and you're doing your job and you know your value, and in today's market, if you're showing up every day, you have a value just from that. If you're actually doing your job, 
what's been asked of you every day, you deserve something for that because it is mighty hard to find. We have the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years in the United States right now. And finding good people is a very difficult thing to do, and the bar is pretty low. Show up is the first thing. Actually do what's asked of you is the second thing. Above and beyond is almost unheard of. So have confidence in that. You know, take advantage of this moment that we're experiencing where there's an opportunity for workers to ask for a little bit more. And remember, it doesn't matter if they say no. And it's very unlikely they're going to fire you just for asking. And if you're, if you're not happy with the no and you don't think that it's justified, and be honest with yourself, if the person gives you legitimate reasons, really think it through and see how it might be true, how you could improve a little bit. If you think their perspective is off and you have some way to enlighten them in a professional, polite way, then do so. Be your advocate. But if you think it's unfounded and there's not really a good basis or it's empty promises, move on down the road, people, because there are jobs abundant. As always, the theme here is to respect yourself, to be your own advocate, to conduct yourself in a professional way to see yourself as an equal in the room, whether it be because you're a female or the color of your skin or whatever it may be. If you don't see yourself as an equal, nobody else is going to see you as an equal. So I'm keeping it short on this one, but I think it was an important topic. And it's, in my mind, it's just that simple. Stand up for yourself as a woman. Stand up for yourself as a professional. Stand up for your value in this world. And guys, I'm not leaving you out. Do the same for yourself, because I see it happen to men too, believe it or not, in the workplace. Oh, I'm going to leave you with this thought. If you like this show, please show your support. Subscribe. Let other people know about the show. It's a really tough world out there, and I'm not the end-all to beat-all, but I'm trying to be a positive voice in a negative world. Help me spread the word, and I will see you all next week. On Incoming with Margie Avery. So where is all the positivity? I feel like we all just hate on everything is killing me. Thoughts build quick, causing different possibilities. Negative thoughts will cause different disabilities. So do better. Work hard under pressure. If you got no time, work smarter than ever. Don't ever let them tell you that you can't ever say never. And turn your mind into the truest to go-getters. <laughs>